And so I, I say these aloud because you and I both know, Mary, how important our, our belief is, our affirmations, mm-hmm. who we are and how we identify ourselves to the world is how the world sees us. So we have this amazing vehicle, a free vehicle of social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on and on right. and on and on. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Welcome back, everybody. So excited to be back today on the Family Business Podcast with a very, very special guest speaker. She is calling in all the way from down in Florida. I'm up here in the beautiful Northeast where it is snowing, but it's actually beautiful. It looks beautiful out there today. So we're a little jealous that she's got 80 degrees and we've got 32. But other than that, let me give you a little background on Kelsey because you're going to love this. For the last nine years, Kelsey has recruited multiple billions with a B of dollars to Annie Mac Home Mortgage as an industry leading recruiter and national business development manager. So she's in the business of recruiting. She has actually been awarded most powerful woman in the mortgage banking industry by National Professional Mortgage Magazine. She landed the cover of Women with Vision Magazine, which is amazing, Kelsey. She is actually a podcast host of Closing Deals and Heels. I love that name, and we've been on that podcast, so that's just an amazing thing. She's a sought-after speaker. In one single year, she hit an all-time high of acquiring $1.2 billion in loan officer production, which is absolutely outstanding. She guides others on the path to achieving generational wealth with a primary focus on building billion-dollar regions. Now, her specialty, other than uh, is other than just being a recruiter, is educating others on Annie Mac's acceleration blueprint so they can achieve massive levels of community impact, legacy building, and financial security. Welcome to the Family Business Podcast, Kelsey. Oh, it feels good to be here, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Are you kidding? We've been looking forward to this interview for a long time. And based on just what I've told people, told our listeners about you so far, we have a lot to unpack. So the first question for you, I know that um, you've got a lot of experience in the mortgage industry in a short period of time. In just nine years, you've done so much. So tell me, how did you get into the mortgage industry? What was it that attracted you to it? Honestly, I have to say it was fate. <laughs> I was out at a brunch with a couple girlfriends from high school and a couple of their friends came from college. Next thing you know, we're sipping our mimosas and one of the girl looks over at one of the girls looks over at me and says, "You know, you would be really good in sales." <laughs> and I must have been talking about something I loved and something I was passionate about. I can't remember. And she said, "Look, we have a very booming 
business right now within Annie Mac. And our executives are looking to hire an assistant, an executive assistant. Would you be interested? Well, turns out it was an hour away from my home. And I thought to myself, why not just go for interview experience? I just graduated college from Kutztown University. It was 2013. I was on this venture of just big, huge dreams, like big, hairy, audacious, scary, exciting dreams and realized, well, if I don't take the road less traveled on, I will never really get to those dreams. So jumped into it. I interviewed with the president. I interviewed with the EVP of production and a couple others. And I left that interview just feeling like, I think I just found my home. And turns out nine years later, um, going from $1 billion company to, to a $7 billion company over the last few years, I really started in the business development recruiting role the last six and a half, seven years. Uh, but serving for this organization has been one of the greatest blessings. And also it's allowed me to be in a seat of just massive connectedness and allowing me to constantly push through my own personal development, hunting skills, and I'm forever learning. I love that. You know, it's interesting because it seems like the industry was just made for you and what you've been able to do with it. And I know in your business, like in every business, there's your top 5%, the top 1%. And then, and then there's a lot of people that come and go in the industry. You've had staying power. And it sounds like when you got recruited nine years ago, the mortgage industry was going through tremendous growth, but it's had its ups and downs along the way. And you've been able to, to sustain through that period. And, you know, it continues. I mean, it continues it, like every industry is somewhat cyclical and transaction oriented. So here's the question for you, because here at the Family Business Podcast, we are all about residual income. And I knew I know that you and your husband, G, love residual income and you both work towards that all the time so this is like a perfect fit for what we do here how do you help so when you're recruiting a mortgage loan officer and you're trying to help them there's got to be something that you do to help them either duplicate themselves using the technology from Annie Mac and how, how they can scale their business and really put time back in their day how can you do that and is that something that is um, your superpower as far as you're recruiting into the business? Mm, this is my one of my favorite questions to answer. And it's where I've spent a lot of my time getting very specific because let's think about it. Each person is different. Each person has different goals. Each person has different strategies of where they want to spend their time. Uh, people have different levels of commitment and different levels of desire towards family time, travel time, personal time, solitude. Um, and so really getting specific as to where we want to spend our time. So there's two ways. The first way to scale is through people and also through technology. So one of the first things I want to talk about is developing this idea of duplicating yourself in someone else. In our world, we call them loan partners. There's different ways to do that. And typically around six, when you sell about six homes a month, you get your first loan partner. When you sell 12, you get your second. And as you increase by five or six, it just continues to grow. So there's a loan partner that's literally your mini me, somebody who can originate deals, who's licensed, who can quote rate, who could take someone from an application, a buyer from an application all the way to closing. So this is somebody that is able to be you when you're on vacation. 
This is somebody that you're able to say, hey, I'm able to come into your world as a realtor or a financial advisor or an attorney or somebody that says, hey, whatever client that you may bless me with, right? The opportunity to get them into a new home, they're going to work very closely with my team. So identifying who in your organizational chart within your group, who does what? So a lot of my top producers, I deal with the top 1% loan officers in the country. These guys that are doing two, three, four, $500 million of business a year, they can't just be on that one-on-one level. So they're out in the business development hunter seat, the rainmaker seat. So our teams behind the scenes each have different roles. So you've got the person that's literally cloned themselves where they're able to take the apps, like I said, clear to close. Then you have somebody who's more on the business development seat, who is your megaphone on social media, who's your graphic designer person, who's got your lunch and learns on lockdown, who's bringing in the lunch, who's doing the calendar updates, who's sending out the invitations, um, somebody that is cold calling and teeing up new referral relationships for you, setting your coffee appointments, confirming those appointments, somebody that helps you spread your message and build your brand. People care more about who you are more than what you do. So getting very crisp and clear on your message, on your identity, building a branch identity roadmap, a business identity roadmap is so crucial to this process. There's also the loan partner who is more specific around admin support. Um, I don't want to say like a personal assistant, but at the end of the day, this is somebody that really helps with those tedious, small, little details that sometimes get lost in the minutia of things. So it allows us to over-communicate, over-deliver, and make sure that we're filling in all of our, our gaps. I absolutely love that. You know, we talk about residual income, as I mentioned a lot on this podcast. And one of the industries that is talked about more often than not is network marketing and the similarities between, you know, how you duplicate yourself and how you build and recruit and the same in network marketing. And actually what I did in the financial services industry, it's so similar that it's uncanny. As a matter of fact, you know, when I'm thinking about your business and how successful you have been in your business and why you've been successful, I think about the influencers that you bring into the business. And when you're recruiting top people, like you said, that sit in that top 1% category of loan officers in America, how do you avoid getting ghosted by recruits and increase your conversation to, uh, to have more people show up to actually hear your message? Because I think a lot of people, when they're talking to those top people, they're the busiest people on the planet, right? They're the ones that are getting things done. Like you said, they're the rainmakers. How do you avoid that easily getting ghosted by those people? Mm, yeah. You know, when I think about how we structure our day, and how we are constantly having to compel. People's attention spans are so short and there's so much information being thrown at us from the news, from social media, through just the World Wide web, this, this thing we have in our hands 24 seven, our mm-hmm. cellular devices. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's important for us. And I, I kind of want to go back to that, that previous question and, and, I'll, and I'll dive into what you just asked me, yeah. you know, for us to communicate to the masses right? So we want to A, duplicate ourselves and other people. And also 
we want to use technology to get our voices out there. So there's a couple ways that we can avoid getting ghosted by recruits and ways that we can duplicate ourselves in technology by embracing what, what I call as a prospecting relationship manager. And what this does, and it's kind of like an artificial intelligence tool, and it will measure and track all of your different referral partners. This is a proprietary system. This is why I've had so much success in my world um, building this organization, building our empire, because it allows you to identify not just who you have in your world, but what level they're, you're playing with them at, meaning your high producers. These are people that are sending you a lot of their business, people that are your A players. You probably go to their kids' birthday parties. They're probably like you'd consider on a best friend level, mm -hmm. people that you highly know, like, and trust and who highly know, like, and trust you. Then you've got your average folks, people that are doing business, but they're sending you a, a large, a decent chunk. And it's all measured and tracked by frequency. It has specific measurements. Then there's your low producer, people that are just sending you a couple deals a year, right? They're, they're, they're probably sending a lot of their other business to other lenders, but they give you a shot. And then you've got your lost touch, people that are not sending you any business anymore, where it's really important that we dial in and resurrect those people because that is where our new lane of income, our new lane of, of support and a way that we can really make a difference for these people lies. So we take that and we develop talk tracks. Now, and you can relate to this, right? What a builder may care about is maybe different than a financial advisor or somebody that focuses on, um, let's just say, let's say an employer, right? There are employers out there who have a ton of employees who need mortgages. They need to purchase. They need to refinance. It's important for us to strategically know our audience. So from attorneys, builders, financial advisors, um, real estate agents, broker owners of entire brokerages, it's important for us to, to dial in. So we've got these talk tracks that will go out depending on what's the level of relationship within your um within your, your talk track. So as an example, builders are going to maybe care more about a visualizer app and getting to show that kind of the HGTV swag that we see with Chip and Joanna Gaines on Fixer Upper, the before mm -hmm. and after, the rendering. So we have tools built inside of our platform that allow our builders to have access to. Real estate agents may want to learn how to generate more income and development with their relationships with builders. So it's this world of synergy and connectiveness where it allows you to not have to be the only voice. And so this is like a Spider-Man effect, an octopus effect on your business where you've got all these tentacles going out and you're having coffee either one-on-one -on -one, or I want to encourage us to think bigger and take it a step further and communicate to the masses. When I talk about and I interview loan officers who have gone from 50 million to 100 million. One of their biggest shifts, transformational shifts they're going to feel is communicating to the masses. They still do one on ones, they're very important. But if you could at least do one large lunch and learn event a month, in our world, we do them every first Wednesday of every month. We prepare the speaker note cards. You could get up there and speak. If you want to control the energy of the room, we give you the PowerPoint, we give you the, the topics. Basically, we write out the whole presentation for you, or we bring in a speaker. 
Tony Robbins, Peak Performance Strategies, Brian Tracy, Psychology of Selling, Dave Ramsey's Financial Wellness Solutions. Um, our CEO does an, an amazing presentation on how to how to life hack and, and goal accomplish like a boss. Um, so we make it fun. We make it different. You're not just talking about first time home buyers every single time, or it's it has a different vibe to it. Um, Annie Mac also has a cash to keys program, which we have an Annie Mac private equity company that allows us to go to a buyer and say, hey, we can help you buy your house cash. Annie Mac buys the home. We give them the cash to buy the home and allows our realtors to resurrect dead deals in their pipelines, help them get their commissions faster, avoid our buyers from overpaying um, the listed sales price, eliminating these bidding wars. Um, also, the buy now, sell later allows us to come in and say, hey, you know, let, let us buy your home, go out and get into your new home, and then we'll be able to sell your home later. And we refund that money back to them. So removing the home sale contingency, removing the home settlement contingency has just been this new way of going from blockbuster to Netflix in our mm -hmm. world. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pause there and dive a little bit deeper on, on how to stop getting avoided by recruits and, and at the end of the day, increasing your conversion with your show up rate. Um, but I really wanted to express that to our audience because there's just so many ways to work smarter and just yeah. not harder. There is. And, you know, let me just let me just interrupt you for one second and say, Please. if you if you are a mortgage professional or you are a real estate professional, you're loving this. I know you're eating it up. You're probably taking notes and you're going to listen to this again and again. However, if you're not and you know people that are, this would be a great opportunity for you to gift them this podcast just by forwarding this podcast to them and sharing it with them, because this information that you're passing on right now is for me, this is like the golden era of what you have to do in order to be successful. You are hitting, you're taking every um, possible objection or roadblock that a person may have and eliminating that and giving them the opportunity to take advantage of it. And from my experience, the top 1% are going to take this and run with it. That's how a person goes from 50 million, which is wouldn't you consider that like a top 5% mortgage person that's doing 50 million in mortgages? Yeah, I, I would say around that 50 to, to 80 range, you're in that bucket. So if you're taking it from 50 or 80 to 100 plus, you're not working twice as many hours, right? You're just taking advantage of the technology and the emotional intelligence that you're talking about and and, and all of the um the interesting ways that you're you're building it, not just on with technology and social media, but belly to belly, one on one, the lunch and learns and and everything else that you're doing, and you're putting it into a package for them that is easily digestible and, and easily broken down on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Brilliant. So let's go back to getting ghosted by them before you can even tell the story. What do you do in order to combat that? So creating a sequence from when someone says yes and agrees to a future appointment is so important. When setting these appointments, we don't want to ask, what is your availability? You want to give them multiple choice. Ask them, do you prefer mornings or afternoons? Give options for them to pick from. Um, I often like to say, you know, you want to do it early before the day gets cranking or after maybe you get to eat the frog of your morning and get through your day. Mm. Everyone's different personally, you know, I like to knock this stuff out bright and early. 
So instead of giving somebody 70 flavors of ice cream, obviously they've got a lot going on in their schedule, give them options, let them pick one. And with those time slots, you're going to find a lot more hand raisers. Uh, Also setting up a confirmation schedule for yourself. So there are two times where I confirm calls the day prior. So I have a video that's uh, pre-recorded that I send to that person, reminding them, and depending on what type of um, audience this is, I have different videos pre-recorded, reminding them what's the goal of the call, what they will gain from it, and how long it's going to take. Most of the reason people bail out on calls is they think, oh gosh, I'm going to get stuck in an hour-long call mm-hmm. with this person. If you say, hey, I'm going to keep you for 15 minutes, and you're going to learn three new ways that you could duplicate yourself in technology and other people and get your time back with your family, they're going to be more compelled to show up to that meeting. Um, The first call, especially if you are in prospecting mode and you're just getting a chance to like introduce yourself to someone and why you're going to add massive value to their life, you want to keep it really short, sweet, and powerful. 10, 15 minutes mass, I should say, and then really asking for the deep dive once you set your hooks and set the stage for yourself. So let that person digest what you had to say and kind of almost leave this like breadcrumb effect to your business. Uh, The day of the call, confirm one hour prior via phone call or text. Um, I have an amazing partner on my team who helps me stay organized with my calendar. Mm -hmm. She's constantly confirming Um, She puts us on group text, so I can always chime in, um, but it keeps us all on a train track that allows us all going in the same direction. Now, if they need to reschedule, it's okay to give them the out because what happens when someone ghosts you? They know they ghosted you Mm -hmm. and they're going to feel guilty about it. And then they'd rather just avoid the emotion than confront you and say, hey, I'm sorry that I just never took your call or I didn't show up to our appointment. So those first impressions are lasting. So patience always pays off in recruiting. This is not an instant gratification game. I promise you, you will get nowhere if you think otherwise. So when we are showing up to calls and someone doesn't answer, they don't show up. Obviously, it's going to create some tension. Again, they know they ghosted you. So it creates this unnecessary friction before the relationship even started. Mm. So this is where the emotional intelligence clicks in. And you have to keep that frustration to yourself and just give them the out and say something like, hey, hopefully business was popping yesterday. I, I know we didn't get to connect. How does the next few days look like for you? Can you do X, Y, and Z times? Again, multiple choice. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to give them a much more higher percentage of showing up next time. The fact that you're understanding also when you do go to confirm your appointments, we always say in there, Hey, if if today for any reason doesn't work for you, no pressure, we can always reschedule. And people just really seem to appreciate that. Um, and, and I, I never fear the loss of an appointment because there's always another opportunity to go back and, and win the moment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so asking their preferences, how would you like me to follow back up with you and get us back on the calendar? Let them tell you, oh, hey, you know, text message works best. Give me a phone call, shoot me an email, reach out to my assistant. Instead of just constantly asking them, hey, what, what day and time works best for you? Put them in charge. 
And if they don't answer you and you're getting completely ghosted, you can ask like, hey, is my persistence to serve and connect with you welcomed? If it's too much right now, that's okay. Just say to yourself, no doesn't mean no. It just means not now. So in creating those follow-up schedules, um, step one, if they're not interested, circle back in three months. This is a guide. This is not something that's perfect for everyone. You have to create your own best judgment. If they're currently happy, but they're willing to keep in touch with you, do a monthly touch. Send them a positive quote. Send them a blog that you thought was inspiring, a YouTube video that was full of motivation. Share updates about your company. Let them know, hey, I'm here in your back pocket if you should need it as a plan B. Ask them about your kids, their kids, excuse me. If you see them going on vacations on Facebook or they just went to this awesome restaurant for dinner, ask them like, how was that restaurant? I actually want to, I've been wanting to check that out. Like be genuine about their life. If they just had a baby, ask, how's the baby doing? Are you sleeping? How's the baby sleeping? Um, maybe send them a Starbucks gift card, right? Like little things go such a long way. If they're open to speaking with you, jump on it, right? Don't waste a minute, get them your availability. And if they just completely ghosted you on that appointment, follow up in three days. Give people a little space to breathe um, because ultimately when you hold on to something so tight, most cases you're going to watch it slip through your fingers. I couldn't agree more. The guilt doesn't work. Obviously um, you have to repeat something for our listeners. That one line that you used, I'm not sure if you do it by text or if you actually um, leave them a voice memo, but it was, is my persistence. What was the rest of that line? Yeah. So is my persistence to serve and connect with you welcomed? I love that. I love the similarities between the mortgage industry, the financial services industry that I, I run in, play in, um, the network marketing industry, the real estate industry. There's a lot of them there. So many good nuggets that you just unpacked for us. I am so excited to continue this Um there's another thing that um, I wanted to ask you, because I know that in the financial services industry, for me, I deal with a lot of different financial services companies. Many of them are multi-billion dollar companies. They all want us to be introducing to our clients their products, their services that they offer. And they all have different, you know, different things that they can offer to our clients. And they're always trying to get that across to us. But for me, the ones that I lean towards are the ones that are going to help me more with my personal brand than promoting the company. Is there something that you do in in your business that helps them with their own personal branding? Because let's face it, these people are top in their industry. They want to promote themselves, not necessarily Annie Mack or Kelsey Soares. How can you help them with their own personal branding and at the same time help yourself? Personal brand is, is everything, right? It's a, it's a formalization of your reputation. And we have to ask ourselves these three questions. How do you want to be known? What do you want to be known for? And who do you care to be known by? Mm. And if, if you can take a time, if you can take some time to just brain dump and answer those three questions, you know, how do you want to be known? And I'll give you guys some, some little nuggets to steal. You know, do you want to be known as a mover and shaker inside of networking groups, um, a leader of a charity, a motivational public speaker, uh, a leader in the podcast community, uh, a YouTube video marketer, 
uh, a strategy growth coach for loan officers, a lifestyle travel inspirer. Mm. Um, also, there's a financial freedom teacher, a generational wealth creator, a faith leader in your industry, in your church, in your communities. So getting really crisp and clear, because there's the word leader, right? Which we have to break that down. What kind of leader and how, what vehicle do you want to lead in? And with today's world, there's so many different options. So you could get this little niche that could really help you gain massive momentum in your business and in your life. It all starts with mindset. So asking yourself too, what do you want to be known for? Authentic. Do you want to be known as quick to implement and adjust with the market? A realtor magnet, a referral partner magnet, uh, an innovative leader, having a strong social and personal following, being an inspiring thought leader, a, a deep thinker, um, having a faith-based brand, being a guideline guru if you're a loan officer, mm -hmm. uh, a cultural caretaker, being loyal, servant mindset. And so I, I say these aloud because you and I both know, Mary, how important our, our belief is, our affirmations, mm -hmm. who we are and how we identify ourselves to the world is how the world sees us. So we have this amazing vehicle, a free vehicle of social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, mm -hmm. you know, the list goes on and on and right. on and on. So being able to say, okay, who do I actually want to be known by? And in my world, I want to be known by all loan officers across the country, right? I want to be the first thought when someone says, I need an assistant. I need, you know, right now I am lacking a solid ground of culture and I need an infusion of culture and just support. Um, I need an assistant to help me get out of the fact that I'm processing my own files, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who needs a coach, someone who let's just say people who don't embrace technology nor have access to it. I want to be known by those people because I can show them the way people who need time back in their life, people who enjoy serving others. Um, I want to be known as somebody who gets to host these amazing podcasts um, within closing deals and heels. I I've been able to bring people together within my podcast that are both in the mortgage side and outside of the mortgage front. Mm -hmm. But guess what we all have in common. We all want to be known, liked and trusted and so when you go to the repetition of our social cycles, and I believe if you can do a 9 a.m., a 12 p.m., and a 5 p.m. post, a belief quote at 9 a.m., a 12 p.m. success story or testimonial, and a 5 p.m. thought reflection of the day, you will build a beautiful following so quickly that you'll be able to say, wow, I was able to now get all this organic inbound business flow. It'll just, it'll truly blow your mind. So then once you have that following, you go into that, into the trenches and you find people with these common denominators and people that also have this mindset of growth. And so you latch yourselves to each other's vehicles. And then all of a sudden when you got two motors versus one, you're able to accelerate that much faster. So within our video marketing strategies and our talk tracks, we've made it really simple from a scripting perspective because nine times out of 10, people are like, I don't know what to talk about, or I don't 
I need that. I need that guide to give me the confidence to jump on and just do the marketing content. And then people who are really, really good at it, we help save you time in, in designing. Okay. These are, this is my video marketing talk track for the next few months. So taking the thought out of it, creating that light switch effect and allowing us to really dive into how our audience likes to be connected with. And the last thing I'll say on that is you have to learn to be a really authentic storyteller. Mm. So being able to turn your inward success, your internal success within your team outward. And how do we do that? We put others on a stage, a podium. We allow others to speak their testimonials for us and with us. You want to get your team speaking about the culture. You want to get your team speaking about how the business has changed their lives. You want to talk about the growth metrics, the facts, the stats, the, the, the statistics, being able to, yes, talk about how great your products are is one thing. Those are features and benefits, right? It's, it's a byproduct of what you do. But if you can take that even further and get your referral partners and your clients promoting you and not just in a written testimonial that we put in a flyer and we post out, but if you can really teach your audience how to be authentic storytellers with you, that's where the snap of a finger of, of just duplication of growth starts to kick in. Love that. Wow. That is, you know, I couldn't, I, I knew this was going to be a great interview, but that just takes it over to the top. This is going to be no. a very, very powerful um, podcast episode. And I know it will get listened to a lot over and over again. I've got one more question for you. We're down to our last couple of minutes. And we are really kind of geeked out here at the Family Business Podcast about residual income. So here's the big question for today. If someone wants to start to invest in real estate and build their family generational wealth family tree, how would you help them? Family trees, you know, we all, it all roots back to family. And in so many cultures, you know, we look back and we want to pay it forward. We want to make sure our children are set up. We want to make sure our parents are taken care of. And so one of the, one of the biggest blessings and, and my husband, Jersino has taught me so much. And, and what he's done is he's created real estate wealth creators. Check us out on Instagram, friends and fam listening in. Again, real estate wealth creators. My husband really believes in the multifamily game, right? If we can not just buy one house, but <laughs> have multiple units inside of one home, again, we're working smarter instead of harder. And so he also really teaches and preaches the, the buy and hold aspect of real estate. Mm. Flipping is is wonderful too, but our teachings and guides and, and where we come from is a buy and hold, creating your forever piggy bank. Mm -hmm. So we have a team that specializes in this for both clients, for our realtors, and just your everyday people who either are a first-time landlord or they've been doing this for a portfolio of, let's just say, $20 million. So we're working with some some experts all the way down to, hey, I'm raising my hand for the first time. I want to start building my wealth. 
So our first lane is our Realtor Wealth Club. And I encourage you to reach out to us on Real Estate Wealth Creators. Just send us a DM and say, hey, and this is only for our Realtor partners out there. Um, this lever that you can pull, you know, there's there's two pieces that we really wanted to give back. Um, when you think about real estate and all the different directions that we can go and the way that we can duplicate ourselves and let our money grow for us, right? So it's a free network. The only stipulation is that you must be a licensed realtor. The first lever is really increasing how much income you make with one concept in mind, how to scale in a way where really you make double your income while working half the time. You know, that proverbial working smarter, not harder that I keep talking about. Right. And the second lever is learning how to properly invest in money in real estate and taking advantage of all the tax codes that realtors uniquely qualify for. A lot of them don't know about. Um, so being able to create passive income for life and getting paid forever for all the work that they're doing today. Now, the other is inner circle, and that's for clients. Um, this is for our buyers. And so with Annie Mac Home Mortgage, we've been able to create a team of wealth club coaches. So within that, our loan officers are able to, who, who also meet the qualifications, who are real estate investors. We've created an awesome army of these folks who are accountability coaches, who are able to look at the deal and structure and say, hey, this is this is what I would do if I were you, holding your step, holding your hand every step of the way. So there's those multiple lanes. And, and so I think too, just giving back things that have been passed down to us is so important. And so this is all at no cost to you. Um, a lot of times people charge a lot of money to, to have this knowledge. Knowledge is truly power in this world. And so in our world, if we're able to just serve and help our folks with their, with their mortgages through real estate, that's a major win on both ends. Wow. That is powerful. I love that. So in the show notes, guys, there's going to be all of Kelsey's contact information, all of her social channels. You can check it out. I suggest highly that you subscribe to her podcast. You will absolutely love it. And all the information you shared, Kelsey, thank you so much for getting on our podcast here while you're in Florida and I'm up here in the Northeast and we're doing such great thing for um, the community. It's yes. just great to have you on. I admire everything you're doing and this, this, the way that you create your voice as a vehicle for others to share theirs. It's, it's so special. And um, I, I can't wait to see who I get to meet from this podcast. <laughs> you know, I think that's always one of the most special things out of all this. So thank you for tuning in and, and truly um, I am, I'm touched by all your words. Thank you, Mary. That's awesome. Awesome. So we will talk to you next time. We'll see you on the other side and Kelsey, thanks again for being with us. Take Thank care, you. Everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. 
In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this. 